Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. This week on the five-minute warning. When Ken Griffey didn't make the Hall of Fame, people were up in arms about who had the audacity to leave him off the Hall of Fame vote. Like when Derek Jeter didn't get unanimous, it was like, who had the audacity to not put him up there? That's criticism that people in this industry get. Because when I read the tweet, I was like, dude, that's just like actually answering your wife when she walks up on you and says, do I look fat in this dress? Woman, you knew you were fat when you walked in the room, but I'm not allowed to say that. I mean, I still be trying. I mean, I'm not a slob, but I try because I feel like when stuff is not stuff is around like the place is being lived in like honestly i used to get crap about at my old job about my desk being in my office being like crazy but it's like i know where everything in my office is but if you make me clean this which i was made to clean it a couple times i know where nothing was the five minute warning okay students this is your five minute warning I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Wow. Like, I really want to start this show a different way. But <laughs> what way might that be, Ruben? I now have to have to revitalize what I was going to do to... Welcome to Five Minute Warning. I mean, this is, normally I would be all like whatever about stuff, but we just had this other discussion that we really can't talk about on the show right now because we have this is a family show. So I got to figure out a way to move on from that. So I just did. As as I said earlier, this is Ruben, as you know. Um, we got AG in the house. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? And on his fancy dancy new headset and microphone we got moby oh yeah so finally y'all can hear some of the bs i'll be spewing up here i mean you call it bs <laughs> some people call it entertainment i, I mean, call it's it what knowledge it you dropping knowledge knowledge you know man. what man really that was funny. i mean i'll be dropping that was, i'll be dropping kids at the pool too but <laughs> we'll be talking about that knowledge and knice how about that <laughs> <laughs> My name is Knice. Taking out the suckers when you don't know how I did it. Ah. Really? Speaking of which, did anybody see the Emmys? No. No. All right. Which I expected. D-Nice was a DJ at the Emmys, yo. It was actually kind of dope. Because when they would when they would go to commercial, he'd be playing some, do- some dope stuff. Which made it sad because you would get hyped for like 10 seconds. And then they'd go to commercial and be like... Man, you got me hyped up, and then you gonna turn it? And then when he comes back on, he's playing some dope stuff, 
and like five seconds later, he cuts off. He and I'm like, man, I was about to dance up in the club in this piece, and you cutting it. That's not fair. I don't think but, I really care about your feelings, bro. Nobody cares about my feelings, but the musical entertainment was a thousand million percent better in the Emmys this year. Like they need to do this stuff virtually all the time. Like why bring a whole bunch of people together all dressed up and stuff like that when people can just dress up at their house? Like for instance, I thought it was dope when like, let's just say you got nominated for best actress or whatever. So you got sent to your house, a box, and I guess had best actress. So what happened is once like they talked about it and they went through all the nominees, the winner's box opened up and it was like a fake hand with an Emmy in it. Wow. Which was, which was dope. So, you know, electronically they did that joint and then, but everybody else's boxes just didn't open, which is kind of fast. Oh, that's jacked up. Wah, wah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so that was kind of funny. I thought that was funny. He's like, Oh, I can keep my Emmy box. And it's like, what? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty dope because literally what happened was when, um, when old girl from 227 won um, Best Actress for Watchmen, Regina King. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, they that's, they had so the glad. box right there. Yeah. They had the box right there. And that joint just opened up and the hand came out. I was like, oh, man, what is this? And then I guess it shot out some confetti, too. So, but then when they showed everybody else who was clapping, their boxes were all closed and stuff. Now it's like that's funny. <laughs> Hard to play Your that off. Open. Yeah, play so off. I thought that was, yeah, I thought it was pretty dope. Um, you know, Anthony Anderson did a thing on how black the Emmys were this year. Apparently, this is this year had more black nominees for Emmys ever. Well, I mean, you know that happens when you put up when black people do a lot more work. I mean, so and do mm. a lot of good work. And do a lot of good work. Good work. Yeah, I think it's more a political climate, but I mean, hey, you know, whatever. Well, I, I'll I say don't, this. I don't do award shows anyway, so understand. But like Shit's Creek, S C H I T T. That show on Pop TV won like all the comedy awards. I ain't get that show. I guess you got it's like to me it's like Seinfeld. I didn't understand it, so it was like whatever. I mean, it was guess kind of dumb to me. So. I thought Seinfeld was dumb too, and Friends. I mean, just all that was dumb. But you know, but then Watchmen won like four awards that I saw. So they won for best um, actress, and that was Regina King. And have y'all seen Watchmen? I have. The, it's great. The show? No, I have not. Okay, first of all, I think it's well. We'll get into that in a second. So. Her hut, you know, her husband on the show, the black dude, AG. Yeah, what about him? Yeah, he won Best Supporting Actor. He was good in that man. He really was. Yeah. And, Plus, he ran know, around butt naked and whatnot. They better give me a award for running around butt naked. First of all, okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I mean, I mean, you know, he was swinging, bro. I'm like, come on, yeah. man. You got to give me something for that. And, and I but, was blue, also. Come on now. Come on, man. You're not supposed to say that. Why not? Because Tico hasn't seen it. Because Tico hasn't seen it. I'm not telling him anything. Y- you kind of did. <laughs> like, he's seen, he's seen the comic book, so when you said the color, him, you, you know, you kind of said who he was. I mean, Tico, yeah, I don't I worry about it, man. I already knew who he was. I already knew who he was. 
Well, but the dope thing about it was that if I'm correct, AG, correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't that that didn't come out until like the last couple episodes that he was Doctor Manhattan, which to me was even doper because they did that whole series, and you know Virginia King was the superhero, but literally she's like sleeping with Doctor Manhattan, and I don't think she knew, which was. Yeah, the way they did it was really cool because it's like they had your attention going elsewhere and then they threw it on you and then everything, yeah, it was crazy. Especially when Dr. Manhattan started to break it down and whatnot and I was like barely hanging on like, oh my God, what did he just... And then it just, yeah, yeah, you got to see it, Tico. It's really good. Because like, true, they didn't give any hints or nothing until like, what was it, episode... He started going crazy episode six. But then seven, that's when they told us who it was. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. And I was, I just thought it was dope. You know, they did a dystopian future. And then I think it was episode three or four, which they did the story about hanging justice. Was that four? Was that three or four? I can't remember. It's been a minute. I can't remember. That episode was so dope because it literally told the story about hanging justice, which, you know, in the, in the comic book, it was a dude with the, with the um, the rope around his neck and his head was covered and stuff like that and it was a black dude and they did like his whole origin through that and that episode won an Emmy too for the screenwriting because that episode was super dope because they just went into the history and then they brought back a lot of like you know real black history in it and stuff like that and they talked about Black Wall Street and all that, man, that whole thing, that whole episode for me was a game changer because I was like, that's when I was 100% invested. Completely. Uh, I would agree. When yeah. I saw the episode, I was like, yo. And really, is- it almost didn't get watched. For me, it almost didn't get watched because I thought the movie was awful. And I was like, what are y'all going to tell me that you already, already didn't tell me poorly? Well, but see, in the, the movie cool and was- the movie and the series are. I don't know about how it was supposed to be with respect to the comics, but the series was like, wow. So so basically what it was, it was in the future. So all that stuff, in the, and they referenced the comic book, and they referenced the old movie. That All that was in the future. So literally after the movie, this happened, I don't know, 20, 25 years later, because it was all dystopian to the point where superheroes or vigilantes, as they were, were you know working with police and all this other stuff okay you know and they weren't many around that's why like regina king's character you know she was literally the only like she was like the main thing but they had other people around but she was like you know the the main person the main superhero whatever they call it um but yeah man that if you haven't seen it yo it's definitely worth the watch you know I think they're coming out with a season two once all this craziness happens. But it's in the future, so it's pretty much like everything that you already knew, like you you it gets touched on in little spots. So I thought it was pretty awesome miniseries. Um, you know. But at first it's it's like Ages of Shield, yo. It's slow. And you literally, it takes you the first two or three episodes just to try to figure out what's going on. Because it's not like they went back and did a history lesson. <laughs> they kind of like threw you in it. And throughout the the story, 
they throw you bits of history. And the real history is when I did that story about Hooded Justice. And that's when you kind of learned a lot more about what was going on. And they did the tie-ins to the comic book and stuff like that. But yeah, Watchmen, is, Watchmen was a super dope series. You know, I was very excited that they won a whole bunch of Emmys, which basically said, yeah, we about to redo this again. You know, we about to do a season two. So, but no, the Emmy stuff was dope. Um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to bring that up because I thought the whole hand thing popping out was, was super dope. And then I think that, um, I think they did a joke because uh, who was hosting it? Jimmy, Jimmy, not Jimmy Fallon, the other dude, the ABC dude. Kimmel. Who got kicked. Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, who didn't work for like three weeks because he said some craziness um, a long time ago. He, you know, he worked it and then he opened a box and there was a whole bunch of random stuff in it. So I don't, I think the other boxes were completely empty, but they all had the same weight. So you didn't know if you wanted Emmy or not and you couldn't open it. It, you know, it opened by itself. So, um, yeah, sorry to just go into that, but I thought the image were kind of dope. And I don't watch a lot of stuff like that, but I thought that was dope. Football's back. Football's dope. Um, I'm a fan of college. I'm a fan of NFL. You know, I'm happy that um, sports is back, even though for the last two Saturdays, it's been way too much sports. Like, a sports overload, I would say. I think it's a fair. I mean, what do you think, Moby? Sports. Too much sports. Sports porn. Yeah. Yeah, it was too much. It's just way too much. It's overwhelming. I mean, I mean, I just, I'm, not, I'm not as overwhelmed as you just because I have decided that I'm not watching college football this year. So, you know, at least I still got my Saturdays for the most part, unless, well, unless I mean, the NBA's on, which it was. So, yeah, but you take you take that out. I mean, you still got a lot of sports on TV. Oh yeah, like, it's, 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 so it's still much. too much, but because it's all but, happening at one time. Yeah, the only sport I really don't watch is NASCAR. Because watching cars go in circles just don't do it for me. Now, I, I know it does it for AG, and that's cool. But it doesn't do it for me. Um, you know, yeah. Hopefully by November, everything will... It'll just be football. It'll just be college and NFL football. And I can, you know, get my bearings together. Because it's just too much. You got MMA. You got too... It's just too much stuff. The weekends are too much. It's overload. But... Yeah, speaking of sports, so today we got a couple topics we're going to talk about. Um, I guess let's just throw ourselves into it. I would like to preface this by saying I am 100% not a fan of Jason Whitlock. I, yeah, I'm just not a fan. I, I think he writes eloquently. I just, the, the times I've watched him on TV, some of his opinions I just don't agree with. Um, and one of those opinions we're going to talk about today, um, in the age of, I feel like a lot of things happening, there are sometimes when people shoot and they miss, there's sometimes when they shoot and they hit, but then there's sometimes when that person who shot just shouldn't be shooting because nobody cares about what you're shooting because anything that comes out of your mouth is garbage to a point, even though it may be, it may have some truth to it. And that's really how I feel about Jason Whitlock. And, you know, last week he had a big deal, a big deal happened because he was talking about Maria Taylor, who is, um, who works for ESPN. She does a couple different things uh, for ESPN. 
you know, she's moved up in the ranks. She's been working for like three, four years. Um, and now, you know, basically she made a mistake on a um, all NBA ballot. And basically, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, um, OB, she didn't put Anthony Davis on the ballot at all. Nope. Not first team, second team or third team NBA. But I mean, he was first team on NBA. So when in the grand scheme of things, it really just shouldn't matter. You know, ah, uh, oh, I forgot. And that should have been it. But no, you know, it basically it comes into a situation where the question became, why does Maria Taylor have a vote? And, you know, and Moby and I have talked about it a little bit. And I know AG um, has, has read the article. So let's talk. I want to talk about the Maria situation first. And then we need to go to the other situation, um, the underlying situation, which it led into um, a little bit later. But so first of all, like she didn't put Anthony Davis on the ballot. I mean, you know, I guess. Wow. How do you forget Anthony Davis is your first thought? But, you know, to me, I felt like he was not. He was not necessarily saying she's terrible. However, she did come under fire. Well, well first of all, you, you're kind of taking, you're kind of talking out of context because you just talked about how you didn't like Jason Whitlock, which neither do I. Just okay. Know. But the the original controversy happened when Maria Taylor left Anthony Davis off. Um, Doug Gottlieb yes, tweeted tweeted okay. that you know why does she even have a vote? Real question. I guess he said real question because he didn't want people to think he was being snarky. But she is a studio host, sideline reporter in her first year covering the NBA. She works a ton, not just on the league. No reason for her to have a vote. Now, I know on context level and with the current times with, you know, just all the the wokeness and women's rights that you know has come to the forefront, that could totally seem like he was attacking her just because she was a woman. And I would argue that he was actually treating her like a professional as opposed to because she was a woman. Because typically people covering the NBA for their first year on TV and stuff don't have a vote. Sports reporters and people like that who get voting for Hall of Fame and awards typically have to put in years of work. And I imagine a lot of pure sports journalists and sports writers feel the same way that some actors and actresses feel about all these musicians getting acting roles in movies with no real acting experience. You just kind of feel like they're being allowed to jump the line. So I did not think that Doug Gottlieb's comments were sexist in nature. They could have very well been. I just didn't read it that way. Now, I think the reason this really lit, you know, basically just hit the fire was because instead of Maria Taylor responding to the question of why you leave Anthony Davis off, which she could have just easily said, hey, it was just an omission. Or she could have just said, I didn't think he was first, second or third team deserving. Either way, that's her right, her opinion. But she just said, because I played basketball, I cover the league and I deserve everything I've worked hard for. I don't think anyone was trying to question whether she deserved anything. I think that was just a, re a defensive reaction because as a woman in a 
predominantly male industry, I think she a probably... A black woman. Well, I, I would say yeah. woman first, but black woman is basically doubling down. I think yeah. she feels like she's being questioned as like, does she deserve it when everybody who's in a public role who has a job like this gets criticized so the fact that so I don't understand why this becomes an issue of anyone being a misogynist when they're simply doing the same thing that they would do with anyone and I can give examples like when Ken Griffey didn't make the Hall of Fame people were up in arms about who had the audacity to leave him off the Hall of Fame folks like when Derek Jeter didn't get unanimous, like who had the audacity to not put him up there? That's criticism that people in this industry get. That does not warrant you to doubling down on I'm every woman and I can, you know, I've worked hard for this because I didn't I didn't see the malice in the statement. Now maybe maybe because I'm a guy, I'm blinded to it. Or maybe she did just, you know, jump over this. Now, Jason Whitlock responding. I don't even know what he talking about. Like, why why did he even need to respond to it? But the original comments with Doug Gottlieb, I, I didn't really read the same way that I feel like everybody else on ESPN who attacked him, mainly all the, the women journalists and then the guys doubling down with him. I didn't understand why everybody was attacking him. Did, am I missing something? Well, I mean, like, and we talked about this. And my, my basic thing was, I mean, when it's all said and done, who are you to talk about her business? <laughs> like anyone, because you're a public figure who has a public job. It's the same reason, like we question coaches calls at the end of a game. Like, oh, I don't think that was a very good call. Like when you're in this type of profession, there's always going to be somebody who questions you, critiques you and thinks you did something wrong. Like that. that's... <laughs> That's actually par for the course. Like, like, why are you making that a bigger deal? Well, I mean, I think honestly, a lot of it is because he tweeted it. Like, honestly, well, where do most criticisms come from now? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I mean, social media is mostly the devil. <laughs> I mean, because when it's all said and done, there are words. There are no emotions behind the words. So you're going to take it either positively or negatively. There is no middle for, for some people. For some people, there's no middle. You know? well, I think what's happened is we've reached this. We've reached this age of I don't know if we're more aware, if we're too aware, if we're too sensitive. But every criticism isn't hate like if I critique something you did or if I don't think you did something well and I acknowledge it, that does not have to be defined as hate. It could be just me saying, I don't think you did your job well in that moment. And this is my opinion. I don't and feel like you should be slandered for that because Doug Gottlieb, before Jason Whitlock just threw fuels on it, fuel on it, yeah. Doug Gottlieb got dragged for this. And I was just like, yo. I feel like if if he would have made that comment, like if it had been any other male in the industry who would have left Anthony Davis out and he would have made that same tweet, no one speaks. But you know what I think is a reason that really pushed us to a different level is his last sentence. No reason for her to have a vote. Well, once and again, like, I preface my argument with I believe a lot of sports journalists look at like ex-athletes who get like 
pushed to the front of the line as, hey, I've, I've been out here really working on my craft and really working for this. And then you just bumped this musician up to a lead role of a major motion picture without putting their dues. I do, nah. I do think that's a little bit of animosity in there. But once again, par for the course. Like, I don't, that wasn't him attacking her being a woman at least at least i didn't read it that way i read that as her him attacking like her lack of resume experience which is valid <laughs> well i mean but then again it's like it's so in an ag please jump in this whenever you feel like it and like to me i felt like when he said no reason for her to have a vote the climate the current climate that we're in yeah he probably should have left that out i mean because basically and I'm gonna just break it down as simple, whether this is the way she took it or what. I didn't necessarily take it that this way. I was just saying he shouldn't have said that. But you know, white dude telling a telling a woman that she shouldn't have a vote. And I'm just kind of like, you know, like I I understand his point, but you ain't handing out votes, so you can't sit here and say that she shouldn't have anything. And that's where I think it didn't, it just blew up. What? Because if she'd end it with, she works a ton, not just on a league, I don't think you would have gotten the outrage that you got. The outrage, I think, came from no reason for her to have a vote. Well, we'll, we'll see. That, that's the part that's confusing to me. The fact that I feel like you just literally made my argument for me. Like, so he should have left that statement out solely because she's a woman which to me totally disrespects her as a professional if you've got to totally treat her differently because of the political climate now if you just say i don't think he should make that criticism about anyone fine but the argument seems to have come well he should have known not to say that because she's a woman which to me it's not with the whole me too and all the women like the, that's not what they're fighting for but sometimes i feel like that's what ends up happening because i think as a professional if you asked her hey do you want to be treated as a woman sports analyst or do you want to be treated as a sports analyst she would very quickly say treated like a sports analyst well you got treated like one and then you doubled down on the you're a woman that's I, that's like a double standard which which she didn't double down that but the thing about it it's not it doesn't matter if she's a woman or a man or whatever hold on or hold turtle. on because i oh. played basketball i cover the league and i deserve everything i've worked hard for that is basically saying that somebody questioned whether she had worked hard and he never questioned that he simply questioned based on her <clears throat> experience and the way precedence has been laid down for people who receive votes on these things why does she have it and those are all valid questions but the situation is who is he to say that she should or should not have a vote. He, not, anyone not, with an opinion based on the current standards laid in, and he's a part of the industry. It's not like he's me or you who has no inside information or inside track or understanding of how these votes get divvied out. 
He's somebody within the industry. He has every right to have an opinion and question it. He never stated she doesn't deserve it. She ne he never stated there's no reason she should have it because she's inexperienced. He simply said, why did she get jumped? The Why did, was she allowed to jump the line? And then he questioned her decision making now that she had it, which are valid questions. You know... I've been listening to both of y'all. And first of all, I'm with Mo on this because that was my initial thought, too. In fact, everything that Whitlock wrote around it, I agree with also based on that one tweet from Gottlieb. And. But at the same time, what Ruben is saying is exactly why this is a problem. Because when I read the tweet, I was like, dude, that's just like actually answering your wife when she walks up on you and says, do I look fat in this dress? Woman, you knew you were fat when you walked in the room, but I'm not allowed to say that. You will never be treated as a sports analyst with no gender attached as long as you respond the way that she responded. Exactly. <laughs> But she paid herself and her, her gender a disservice by doing something women do constantly, which is have everything and pay for nothing. Because you have to be responsible for all the things that you want. And when you respond like this, this lets me know you're not being responsible for the power that you have. Because like Mo said, she got treated like an analyst. I hear criticisms from one analyst to another and back to the other every day. I, especially if we're talking about if this was baseball, man, somebody like brand new with a vote on anything. No, rookie, find somewhere and sit down. That's what this is all about to me. But when she responded the way she responded, she took it to a place in which it never should have existed. Just like you, she took it to where Ruben lives. Because Ruben is all about the female part of this. This this should never have anything to do with it at all, but it does. Well, and it, it's it is a travesty if if and only if she wants to be treated as an analyst, not a female analyst. That is the deciding factor here. She came at him like, well, I deserve this and that and the other. I said, uh, you probably don't want to do that either, because what about all the other people, people, women included in your industry? that have been grinding as hard as you are now times 20 or 25 years. What are you saying about them? And then if you want to break it down to the woman part of it, what are you saying to those women that took 10, 15, 20 years to get a vote on whatever sport it is? That like, they Doris, like Doris Burke, who spent like oh my God. the first yeah. 15 years of her career, like not even being allowed in locker rooms. <laughs> When she, it was, it was, it was a poor choice. She should have said something professional, but she chose to go the excuse me route. And you know, when a woman says, excuse me, truth doesn't matter. You instantly become something bigoted, fill in the blank with whatever word you want to fill in. You instantly become that. And now Doug Gottlieb has a a a black eye on his record because of what he said, which was truth, 
but you said it to a woman. Forget the black thing. Forget that. That's that's down the road somewhere. It doesn't help, but it still doesn't matter. It matters that a dude says something about a woman and she ain't like it and she responded like a woman. Yes, I said it and it's on wax and every woman know every woman that's hearing this right now knows I'm right. And they're probably pissed off at me, but when they go to bed and I say yeah, he was right. Because they've done it to their boyfriends, dads, husbands, uncles, all of us. It happens every day. Like I said, do I look fat in this dress? We're all thinking, yeah, you look fat in this dress because you're fat. But we can't say that. Why not? Why not? Because you're women and you can have it both ways. That's why. And we're not allowed to say you can have it both ways. We just have to go along with it. That's why we have to go to the mall to save our marriage. But you don't want to sit in a tree stand for eight hours to save your marriage. All this power, no responsibility never works out. And it played itself out on Twitter. But it's not going to be played itself out. It's not going to play itself out that way, the right way, because of how Ruben feels. Because he's responding to the woman part of it, just like Jalen Rose did. I'm not giving her roses because somebody criticized her. No, I'm I'm, I'm giving her dap and saying, hey, welcome. <laughs> you've made yeah, it now. Exactly. Now that somebody's welcome. criticizing you, you've made it. Exactly, because that's mad respect. <laughs> For somebody even like think that you're valued enough for them to have something to say to you, because Doug Godley's been doing it for a minute, y'all. He he's not a rookie. So he he noticed you and it's just like Because when I don't care about something, I don't say anything. It's like Nothing. whatever, man. I got things to do. I, I don't I don't care. So it This did not help anything for me. No, and and, and, it, Jason, and it got a guy black eye. Whitlock's response to it, I mean, well, his initial response to it in the first article, I, I when I talked to Ruben, you know, I, I'll say it up here too, but I believed it was just the Kyrie Irving effect, which is, yeah, he might have been given the right message. He's just the wrong messenger because he's been a, a hater about so many things, like an actual hater, spiteful, bitter sounding person for so long. That it's easy to just not to just overlook everything he said, even though he literally backed everything he set up with logic, truth, and facts. Truth. But he's he's the wrong messenger. So I will fully ride with Ruben on, yeah, it won't Jason Whitlock's place to come in and say it. But then again, whose place is it? And and honestly, it felt like he was just trying to come to Doc, Doug Gottlieb's rescue and and the original thing, he did nothing but give Marie Taylor praise. Now, some some people would say that's backhanded praise because he was also devaluing her by saying that she's only popular because she's tall and attractive. But no, I think he was just acknowledging facts that that's she true. is tall Absolutely. and attractive. And that does help to get you on TV, especially if you're a woman. And if we're going to be honest about it, if we're going to be honest about having um, actual equality with women in the workplace women should be even more offended by that the fact that exactly. the fact that people feel like well the only reason that woman gets an opportunity is because she looks good on the camera that should be the offensive part but then when he says but she's very charismatic she's magic on the mic she, you know she's likable she has all the things that make you a, a great on air personality I thought he was being 100% sincere with that Sure he was. So, like, as 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 we were as 
you know, Moby and I were talking about this and I reread the article. I thought about some things. Cause I remember Michelle, Michelle Beadle had a vote too when she was doing NBA countdown and stuff like that, because she would openly talk about how much she just really didn't care about it because she hated sports and God knows why she was working for ESPN. Nobody understands that. And they paid her a bunch of million dollars to go away. So my first thought is like, I think that because she is a host or the co-host, cause her and Rachel go back and forth because she is the host of NBA talent countdown a vote comes with that I don't I don't know if it's something where it's like here you go we're gonna give you a vote I think what it is is because she is the host of NBA countdown she automatically gets a vote oh no I, I, I believe that is too but the thing is yeah. the criteria for other people to get votes are like years of like work Correct. Correct. <laughs> well, my whole thing with that, that's new information and that's great to hear, but how come you don't respond with respect to it? Yeah. It's well, like all just, you had to say was, dude, I, I'm, I don't hate to play, I hate the game. She could have just I'm, said, because I'm, because I'm the host of NBA Countdown. It, or that's NBA all you had to say. I get a vote. and It's I, a dead I, issue. I, yeah. Boom. So, so and, and you're right. She could have said that, but then, and, and I'm not trying to victim blame at all, but I'm also like, Doug Gottlieb used to work for ESPN. He works for Fox Sports now. Doug Gottlieb should kind of know that. Um, yeah, but he also could be totally against it, which I imagine a lot of people in the industry are against that. Like, yo, so because we've made her the host, she gets a vote? So <laughs> don't hate. But see, and that's the thing. Once again, I think it's a situation where it's not we hate Maria Taylor, is we hate ESPN. Well, that's actually what his tweet is directly saying. It's not saying that Maria Taylor, the person, shouldn't get a vote. It's saying Maria Taylor, the resume experience, should not have a vote. No reason for her to have a vote. Basically, he's saying no reason for somebody to just automatically get a vote because you're in this position. Correct. But I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, if he would have said the the host of NBA Countdown shouldn't have a vote, that's a completely different situation. But is it? Opinion. But is it? I mean, because you could say that about anybody who hosted NBA Countdown. Because once again, when Michelle Beatty was hosting, she got a vote too. Well, well here's so, but here's the thing. Maybe he wouldn't care if the person who was hosting actually had you know years of experience because I don't think anyone would question it if it was like Doris Burke or somebody they'd just be like oh nah sh- sh- respect <laughs> she been in it a minute she been in it for a minute but I guess what I'm saying is that it, I guess what I'm saying is this didn't come up when Michelle Beadle had a vote but now it just comes up and I'm not and I think well, also Michelle I, Beadle didn't leave Anthony Davis who was in the running for MVP off of first team second team like let's not forget this all started because she oh, yeah. did something wrong she messed up <laughs> now she messed up and however she atoned or whatever however she took it once again I don't watch NBA Countdown much because when it's all said and done I don't necessarily care so but the whole thing is it's like if he was attacking the system, then he should have attacked the system. But, but it doesn't seem I'm not saying it doesn't I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying like his words were kind of were kind of out there. 
but I could understand how she took it personally. I mean, okay. Dude, she took it personally because she's she's a little thin-skinned as far as I'm concerned. I'm about to say, she took it personally because she made a consorted effort to take it personal. There are so many things that she could have done to stop this in its tracks, but she threw fire. I mean, she threw gas on the fire. This this doesn't help anybody. You can say what you want to say, Ruben, and I understand what you mean, but bro, she could have done this so many, so many different ways. She could have done a very great much outcome. More eloquently. Yes. It, no, no, it's not. Or she could have said it's like nothing. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she could have really could've. just been above it. She could have. Or she could, or she could have, as Jason Whitlock said, not taking herself so seriously. Because trust me, if she'd have just came out and been like, you know what? Yeah, I left him on first team, second team, and third team. I don't know what I was thinking. This is there all is. over with, and everybody just kind of laughs about it and goes, "Oh shoot, you know, you just messed up." Happens over. It was an oversight. This was nothing more than an oversight that should have been treated like nothing more than an oversight. <laughs> but well, then she, the felt, other thing, the she other felt thing, like she got attacked. And well, well, once again, the key word in there is she feels. She felt like, yeah, she felt like she got attacked. Thing I'm is, not saying she should have. Like, look, I'm man, just saying that. don't don't come into an industry of a, a public industry that gets criticized and then be emotional about getting insulted. Now, if somebody insults you on a personal level, then you can be offended. But this nothing about this insult should have been read as a personal attack. Now, you can choose to make it a personal attack. If he would have said exactly what you said, like, hey, the NBA shouldn't just automatically give the host of NBA Countdown a vote, you could still find a way to take that personal. You know why? Because she's the host. So she could say, oh, it was obviously directed an attack on me. Like, basically, this is just saying that, hey, if a woman's in a male-dominated industry, you cannot throw any criticism at her because she is a woman. There it Period. Is. Point blank. Even if it's warranted, even if it's the exact same thing you would say about a male colleague, you can't say it. And if that's the case, we are no longer asking for equality. We're asking for privilege. There it is. Pre preaching now. I've been trying to tell you this, Ruben. You can't even tell that. You can't. If you had a girlfriend, you can't tell her the real truth. You have to pick and choose. She can tell you some truth. She can say anything she wants to say about you, bro. Anything. Because if we're sitting here being honest, like, yo, women in her industry are under unusual scrutiny. Like, the fact that Jason Whitlock pointed out her physical characteristics, yes, that wasn't him being a misogynist. That was him basically saying, hey, it's kind of pathetic that you have to have a certain look to be out in the front when a dude can just look like whatever. There, there's no well, physical characteristic traits that you have to have as a male. But if you tell me that, hey, this female sports analyst is about to go on air, I can guarantee you I, I have a pretty good idea of what she looks like. Or, or actually, more importantly, I have a pretty good idea that she's not ugly. And that's a problem. Because now, I mean, that's a problem with the system as well. But like you can't ask for me to value you as worker, employee, person who grinded for your position if you're not even also willing to say that, hey, how I look did play a role in it. Like it might not be the reason you're successful because there's plenty of examples of them putting pretty women in front of a microphone and it not working. 
But there ain't yeah. too many examples of them putting a non-aesthetically pleasing woman in the forefront and not working. Like, if they put a non-aesthetically pleasing person, yo, she has grinded. Like, no, nobody, like nobody questions her because nope. you already know she must have put in buku work to get to this position. And that's the problem. But then you have to you have to question human nature about that. That's not a man female thing to me. It's not because women 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 are under a different social, um, I guess, social pressure to have have a certain look. Well, what I was going to say was women do it too. Oh yeah, it's not popular to say, but women are as objectifying as any man. They just they just objectify different things. So I don't I don't really kowtow to that like you know y'all are perfect they're not y'all don't women don't have they don't corner the market on this they just get away with certain things they have much more sympathy with certain things because i'm a short and fat guy so i understand how object you know how how objectifying women can be so i'm not even mad at that part that's a human thing I refuse to let a woman tell me that's a man thing. It's not. No, it ain't. Now, if you want to call it a problem, I can probably get with that because you you definitely have that human thing to, as a hurdle. It's a big hurdle because human nature says we like pretty things. Yeah. It just does. We just like pretty things, and that's fine. But, you know, no, nah, I'm not going to let a woman get away with that. I'm just not. Because some of the things I hear women say on the, on the, on the regular, it's like if a dude said that, man, we'd be in HR. Don't even worry about it. So, nah, I can't go there with you. I just think there are better ways to say things. And like I think how, there are better Ruben? ways. Well, like, how? no. What I no, what I'm saying is when it's all said and done, like I understand why he said that. I just don't think he should have said it. And I don't think it should matter whether the person's male or female. You know, I, I just feel like you shouldn't be questioning somebody else's business like that. Well, Ruben, just, like, just answer this especially question. Especially on wax. Ruben, just question this. Just answer this question honestly. If Doug Gottlieb would have said this about a guy, would you even have, like, looked at the story? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on who it was. To be honest, it depends on who it was. Like, If, 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 Jay, if, if, if so- Jay Will would have left Anthony Davis off of first, second, and third team, and Jalen Rose would have been like, what's up, my guy? Like, I know we just started giving you extra radio shows, but maybe you shouldn't have an NBA vote no more if you can't get this right. Nobody, nobody would have been like, how dare Jalen question Jay Williams and how hard he's had to work to get here? Well, I, I guess the other thing is, you know, the people who are questioning it work for different different companies. And like, here's my thing, man. And and I understand how everybody's going to take it. And that's just what it is. But like, when it's all said and done, you know, she made a mistake. But Gottlieb, you know, the fact that she has a vote ain't none of your business. And I, and I, I understand you may feel a certain way about that. But when it's all said and done, it really ain't none of your business. But he didn't, he didn't say it was his business. He was just asking an stating an opinion. Like man, yeah, you, yeah. you up here, like you you're defending that. Like this is the hill that you're trying to die on, and you you out here sounding like a suck on five minute warning, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
because I have an opinion about no, 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 no. Be- because because you're not even defending your opinion. Like if you were defending your opinion, I would I would ride with you to have it. But you're not. You just keep going back to your. Well, it's none of his business. You're not defending your opinion. It's oh, it's none of his business. Why is he even saying anything? But when I ask you a direct question, like, hey, if this was a guy, would this even be a story? You danced around. I, you gave me. You gave me the Trump answer, where you talked about a different subject. What I, no, what <laughs> I said, no. What I said was, it depends who it was. If it was somebody that nobody really knew, nah, it wouldn't be a subject. But if it was, but if it was, let's say if it was Jalen Rose, yeah, this would be an article. <laughs> you know, it depends on who it is completely. You know, and that's why it's an article because right, it's what, if it was, what if it was Tim Legler saying this about Jalen Rose? Would, it, well, would, would, all, it, would anybody be calling Tim Legler a racist because he made that comment? Well, first of all, it would have to be different companies because you're not going to do that to the same company you work for. That's not, not going to happen. Okay, so, that, so what if this was Colin Cowherd saying this about Jay Will? Would anybody be saying Colin Cowherd was making a racist statement? Well, see, it's like what I would say, say racist, but, but it would be racist. But that's what everybody. Accu- a- but that's what everybody's accusing Doug Gottlieb of. Nobody's questioning like his statement. Everybody's just saying, "Oh, it's sexist. It's sexist." Nobody's saying anything about what he actually said. They're just saying it's sexist because he said it about a woman. I mean, but sex is a racist to you for things. But yes, yeah, it's sexist. I mean, they say it's sexist. I mean, my thing is because he mentions her name straight up. I mean, because so she, at least because she's the one who has the vote. Yeah, but, <laughs> but look, what I'm saying is, it still doesn't make it right that he asks any question about anybody like that. I don't think it's right for anybody to do that. That's just me. So, now, so what is what is the basis of our show about? Because we, I feel like we do that on our show. Like we question people and why they do things on this show. So, oh, should, so should we not be doing it? <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, I mean, AG. Like, I, 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 I messed up on the time, AG. So I'm just gonna move because I know I'm fighting a losing battle. Well, the thing is, it's like Ruben has his point of view, and I understand what because at the end of the day, I think he feels a lot of the female part of this, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the no, other no, thing I is, agree with that. I understand the reaction to it, but just like you said, I feel like they're kind of, she was, she kind of, her response kind of did a disservice to women in the industry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her response was terrible. Okay. And I want to agree with and that. And we can, as long as we can see that she yeah. didn't help the situation. <laughs> well, it, I think, I think Mo's frustration, my frustration is the fact that it took us 25 minutes for you to say that very thing. <laughs> And it's, well, it's ridiculous. It's like, dude, the bottom well, line is... we never is, really talked about it. Well, okay, I realize that, but what I'm saying to you and what Mo was trying to say to you is this. The only reason this matters is because a dude criticized a woman and at that level, and it was public. Because we ought to know better as men anyway that we can't criticize a woman, period. You ha- If you're going to criticize a woman, you better think whether this is going to be worth it 10 years later. And that's just a female superpower. (laughs) There it is. Because that's a female superpower. And I dare any woman to challenge me on that. Women get to play both sides of the fence. Period. I ain't mad at you. That's just game recognized game. I respect the hustle. (laughs) Exactly. But don't make me an idiot when I'm looking right at it. And that's what Mo and I are saying to you. So I understand you. You good player? 
Yeah, what, and now that we really got to that final here, point, where at least we can see eye to eye that like she's not she didn't help the issue. Not no, she all. did <laughs> not not at all. And that's and we all. That, and that's it's all funny, we, were we didn't even talk about Jason Whitlock in this, and I'm glad. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but it, this unfortunately this article stemmed into something else that we should briefly talk about, and and I feel like once again it goes back to what you said, Moby. You know about basically sometimes the person who says the messenger shouldn't be the messenger regardless of what they say i mean if they can cure cancel cancer but they're a d-bag i mean you know you probably shouldn't be talking about it and like this case this went from and it, it, the crazy part about it it briefly he did it briefly and i gave i will give wizlock credit for this when it's all said and done this was about the Maria Taylor situation. However, he did take a dig, like really for no reason, at Katie Nolan, like on the sneak. And he really shouldn't have did that. Because like when we talked about it, the situ- my situation was, you know, this article was not bad until he brought his personal stuff into it. And I was just like, now you just sound bitter. Like when he talks about, you know, after the second paragraph, then he talks about, you know, blah, blah. She wouldn't be the host if she were short, unattractive and grumpy. And then he goes straight into Jason Whitlock at age 33, 43, 53, could not get any job up. Yo, that's just straight bitter. Well, once again, I I agree that it's bitter. And I think it was an unnecessary shot, too. But like I said, I compare sports journalists to actors and actresses that look at musicians who get to jump the line when they feel like they put in all this work and did get the same opportunity now am i saying it's right no but i am saying there's at least validity to what he's saying but i mean because he's absolutely right she would not have that job if she wasn't aesthetically pleasing and if that bothers anyone for me to say that then you're just being disingenuous with yourself and and that's cool you can be mad at me but like i didn't make this truth the truth existed correct and i agree with you that is definitely a part and it just it is good that she's actually good at her job so that all goes into it but then and like i said with me with as far as the arc goes he detoured and then he got back on but he wanted to let you know that hey because i'm fat i'll never get a job like this at espn even though he used to work for espn in different capacities you know, why would you it why would you with your background want to be a host of a show? Like well that doesn't make he sense. He actually to me. did host ESPN sports reporters. Well, I mean like as far as like NBA countdown, NFL countdown, stuff like that. Like why would you want to do that? Because well, I don't think he was saying not- he wanted to. I think he was just acknowledging the fact that no matter how well credentialed he may be he would never be able to because they would never put him there because of he's not a, he's not what they're going for in the aesthetically pleasing market it's the same reason why you don't have a whole bunch of overweight cheerleaders on nfl cheerleader teams like it's just because that's not what the crowd wants to see well at least at least that's what the powers that be have have decided that that's not what people want to see so he was just making a point now once again it pains me to defend anything that this guy says because I, I think he's a clown. 
But he's a, I think he's a very good writer, but I think personally he's a clown. And he, he comes off as bitter all the time. So once again, maybe I agree with most of his message. God, I wish it was a different messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. But yeah, I think I think the thing with me is it's important to read the words. It's and that's what and I, that's words, what I stressed too. I read I made sure I read the article in its yeah. entirety so I could see is this dude just spewing out hatred or did he try to bat everything he said with validity? And from what I read, he backed everything with valid points. Yeah, he did. And the thing is, you could take the article that was around the tweets. You could take that the same way people took Doug Gottlieb. Yeah. Which is sad because all he said was the gospel. That's all he said. When especially when he was talking about her being pretty. Cause I had never I don't I don't I don't get a chance to watch these shows. So when I dialed up the picture, I was like, she's stunning. I'm like, okay, I totally get why, you know, she works for ESPN and how she's doing very well because she's pretty and talented or talented and however you want to say it she's got the goods and for a woman and and my girl my girl Doris Burke but Doris Burke is never going to get the same jobs as Maria Taylor because of what Moby said 10 minutes ago about grind that chick had to do what she needed to do air day because but I, but she's I, not as attractive. And that I, is what it is. But I think her and Doris Burke are two different people. Like, Obviously, I'm not saying right. like, <laughs> well, not, not like that. But I mean, like Doris Burke is a journalist. And, you know, I would think that being a journalist, being a host of a show would not be something that you necessarily want to do. Now, there have been some people who do both, such as Rachel Nichols, who, you know, is awesome at at all of her jobs. Like she has too many jobs, but like it's one of those things where I like Doris Burke calling games. I, I'm so happy that she gets to do that because to me, I enjoy listening to her. You know, because she's she has so much knowledge and stuff like that. I would hate to see all that knowledge stuck behind a desk. Like to me, that's why I feel about about that. Um, and like, it's just, I think everybody, you know, depending on your skill set, like, I don't, not that Maria Taylor isn't necessarily a journalist journalist, but she's not, she's not a Doris Burke journalist. And, but if you, you want her to do, you know, some pieces for TV and stuff like that, she does that very well. You know, it's just. Everybody has their strong suits and their strong points. And every once in a while, you will see Doris Burke hosting like the jump or something like that. I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened. So, you know, I I think Doris Burke is awesome. And I think she has grinded real hard, you know, for for where she is. And I I appreciate where she is because, you know, she, if I'm correct, she was the first woman to call an NBA game, correct? I think so. I think so. But I think you... I think the point I'm trying to make, Ruben, is that looks matter. Whether they're men-type looks or they're women-type looks, objectification is part of human fabric. We all do it. Some people get nailed to a cross for doing it, but we all do it. 
And it's just, it is what it is. That was my whole point in saying that. I love Doris Burke, but she'll never get the same gigs as Maria Taylor. They're both journalists, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And they're both good at their jobs. But I believe that, you know, obviously part of the reason why it took Doris Burke so long to get here is because she's a woman. But you can't tell me that if she looked a little differently, that path would have been a little shorter. Because everything Jason Whitlock said is true. We live it every day. It's just that simple to me. So, like I said, like I said before, read the words. And based on what I read, I didn't see anything wrong with what the article said. Yeah, now, I'm, I do agree with y'all. The messenger, eh, but you got to read the words. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I stand. And, I mean, you know, kind of to your own point, like, Ruben, you said it. You actually made the point about the looks thing, too, when you started talking about Michelle Beadle. Because you basically were like, hey, she was the host and she didn't even like sports. Who knows why they gave her that position? You know why they gave her that position. <laughs> I mean, I get attractive. That's just me. well, like, so, but somebody did. Exactly. So. And, you know, yeah. she was on that horrible show, Sports Nation. And I guess they need to do something with uh, We had discussion. I don't want to have that discussion because I don't like Michelle Beadle at all period and she didn't like me either so it's all good it is but it's a dead horse at this point bottom line is i think we all at some level are in agreement yeah um about everything about god leave about whitlock about taylor and it's all a dead horse because it will continue as long as the world are filled with human beings so it is what it is but i do think in particular that michelle taylor did the worst damage Maria I'm, I'm sorry yeah Maria Taylor did the, the worst damage you can't if you want to be just a genderless uh, analyst then you probably don't want to respond about all the things you deserve that's all especially when you're in a room full of people who have done the same thing times 20 25 30 35 years that's all I'm saying Gotcha. All right. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the um, the Breonna Taylor grand jury indictment? Question mark? <laughs> Is that fair to say? <laughs> I mean, because, I mean... Because really, somebody got kind of sort of indicted. I mean... Wanton endangerment? Yeah, you know, they shot up somebody else, uh, something hit somebody else's building. So, house, so. Yeah, that guy got in trouble for it. Not keeping everything contained. I mean, I don't know. My, you know, my my thing with it is you gave the, you gave the, um, you gave the, the um, family $12 million dollars and then you really didn't indict nobody. I don't understand that. Yeah, you do. They gave you led with it. Twelve million dollars. Well, but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, when you do a settlement, usually that means that there is some guilt somewhere in what happened. Just like like <clears throat> like civil cases. I still to this life don't understand civil cases. I think civil cases are like. I don't think you should be able to have both. 
You can't have a civil case and a criminal case. But you can't. You don't. That's what people do when there can't be any criminal charges. We talked about this, about an article that was laying out how much money cities pay to make things go away. Because this is... You, $12 million is we did something wrong, but we'll never say it publicly. So since we're not going to make this a criminal thing, here's $12 million to shut your mouth and go away. That's what that is. That's what civil court is. But they didn't do that. They didn't go away. I realize yeah. that, but I'm telling you, that's what civil trials are about. It's about the money. They're never going to admit fault. Well, but that's, I guess, the thing about civil trials is usually civil trials happen after the fact, you know, just like OJ. OJ was found innocent, yet apparently he was pseudo responsible for her death, even though he was found innocent and he had to pay a whole bunch of money over to the family. I will never understand that because if he was found innocent of the crime, how is he responsible for her death? That don't make sense. You know, because, you know, a lot of people will disagree. A lot of people say OJ did it. OJ didn't do it. You know, in my opinion, I don't think he did it. I, he knows who did it. But the problem is they went for murder one. And when you have murder one, shout out of a doubt that he did that. And they couldn't prove that. So they went to civil court and they said, well, we couldn't prove that you did it. But we feel like very strongly you had something to do with it. And I'm thinking to myself, he didn't have anything physically to do with it because he was found innocent. Yet, he had to give so much money to that family. I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that you should be able to be able to do both. You can't be guilty. You can't be not guilty and then guilty on the same thing. That don't make any sense. I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, it's just a different standard. Like, the, the, court the, the civil court system is not without a reasonable doubt it's basically like uh we feel more than likely but i mean basically it's like yeah based on the, the evidence we have we feel more than likely you had something to do with this or that you're somehow responsible for this even though that yeah and i and i i understand the purpose but i just like i guess my thing is you can't have your if you can't have this piece of cake well, I want this piece of cake instead. And that's not cool. And I don't think that's fair. That's just me. Clearly, a whole bunch of other people think differently to me. And, and I understand that. But, I mean, basically, you had the, I think it was two officers got charged from wanton endangerment. Basically, their bullets went from one house to another house. No, one, and only, hey, only one officer. No, just one. Oh, just one. I'm sorry. So, hey, man, you almost shot somebody else who owned in the vicinity. That's basically what it was. It's like, really? You did the grand jury for that? And it's yeah, just right. like, yeah. And and that's, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a waste of time, but, you know. Look, man, we talked about this weeks ago, and I told you then, like I'm telling you now, this is never going to end up in a, cr- a criminal trial, ever. A lot of the, the article that I referenced that we talked about on this show lets me know that the last thing the city is going to allow their law enforcement to go through is a criminal trial. It's going to be have to be something heinous and obvious with yeah. public pressure for them to take this to a criminal trial first. It's hard, man. You, you They're not going to let you get their guys all willy-nilly. They're just not. And then not only that, like the messaging that this sent 
Like, honestly, with all the information that has been coming out in the last couple days, the, the, the messaging that's even more hurtful was the officer only got charged for endangering the lives of the white neighbors. Yeah. Although there were bullet holes that were on the other side, which black people lived beside them, and there were no charges for those bullets. So basically, they said, not only are we not charging our officers for this, we're basically saying, we don't care if they endanger the lives of some black people. We only care if they endanger the lives of other white people. Because and on top of that, to hear the AG come out and say what he said? Yeah. Which, I was sitting there listening to that going, Really? <laughs> so yeah, I just had to say uh, say something about that because I heard that today and it was disappointing. When he so. when he sat on his press conference and said, um, "I as a black man understand all that y'all are feeling," I basically wanted to be like, "Hey man, I I don't know based on how aggressively you pursued this, I don't know if you fully understand as a black person how how this is being actually perceived by black people." Or maybe you're just really not in a, in a position to do anything uh, about it or say anything about it. Or maybe, which I shouldn't say you're not in a position because you are in position, but maybe that position matters more to you than the job at hand, which is to actually, you know, get justice. But apparently keeping your job is more important. Yeah. I mean, you know, at this point in time, so... The situation more is now is, you know, basically, I mean, I, I think the unfortunate part is the Beyonce Taylor situation is now closed. I mean, it I, is twelve million dollars yeah. worth. Yeah, which still doesn't. I, I just have I just have a, a just a, a basic. I don't understand how you're going to give money yet. You can. I mean, you're you're gonna say you're not gonna say that you had there. There is some fault, but here's his money. We can't say we're at fault, but you know what? We're gonna give you this to hopefully, you know, tide you up. I'm like, what? So that's my issue with it. It's like if you didn't think anybody was at fault, then you shouldn't have gave the twelve million dollars. Well, see, a, a lot of people interpret that twelve million dollars as them saying, "Oh, well, we think this death." was worth $12 million for you. Like, we, we care enough about you to say, well, this $12 million will help you more. But really what they're saying is, we're willing to pay $12 million to make sure our police officers don't have to go to jail. Which, yeah. <laughs> We'd rather pay you $12 million than arrest one of our officers. Uh, well, I've been saying it for weeks. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And then, the, and then the share your home, go them. away. And we're not going to send yeah. our cops to jail. That's what they're saying. And, the and, crazy- and you know, the system is working to you know, and to their advantage to be able to do that. Like the article said about a month ago, they, cities pay all the time. Yeah. This is this this is as good as it's going to get. And as as black people, can we stop saying the system is broken? The system is exactly what the system was made to be. The yeah. system isn't broke. The system is working better than ever. Not I mean, because the system wasn't made for us. <laughs> Not wrong. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't made for us. It was made I mean, for us. I always say they're killing black folk for free, but it, I guess it does cost you 12 mil, but you didn't have to say you did anything. I guess, and, 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 I, and I wanted to 
make sure that people understand when I'm talking, some of this is the way I feel. You know, it's not all based on facts. It's not all based on law enforcement. It's not all based on law. It's not on based. Some of the what I'm saying to you, people are listening to this. It's just how I feel as a black man watching. I really needed to say that because I don't want something to seem real when it's just me talking from my heart as opposed to talking about the facts. So I just wanted to say that for me to everybody who's listening, because I do feel some type of way about this. It's just a reminder of how much value that I don't have as a person that looks like me. So I just want to make sure that I was clear on that. I'm not saying that I'm very knowledgeable about everything that's going on on every side of things, because there are many sides to this. Some of what I'm saying is just feelings. So I'm good. Y'all go ahead. I mean, I don't know if there's any more, much more to say. You know, it's just, you know. I think you, I think you just spoke for the whole show on that. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, AG. <laughs> no, I didn't know that I spoke for everybody, but okay, you're welcome. I mean, that way I don't have to put, put my foot in my mouth anymore. So, um, you know, before we get to our next session, I do want to talk about one thing. Like, I feel like I feel like social media should be a privilege because I guess for me I am very annoyed at some things I see on social media and you know it's just I I guess I'm more annoyed on the fact that you know, people feel like they're they can just put words on social media and there's no real necessary effect. You know, because like yeah, I'm just sick of seeing certain things. Like, you know, I understand you feel a certain way about the Black Lives Matter movement. You know what? I feel a certain way about the Black Lives Matter movement too. But like, you know. I feel like you're being I feel like some people are being disingenuous when they're not talking truth about whatever they're talking about. Like for instance, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement is not a radical we're gonna destroy your city movement. You know? However, Antifa is. <laughs> you know, from what we've been told. So I guess is I feel like that they're just some that we as people need to truly know what we're talking about before we speak on social media because when I put stuff on social media I try to really think multiple times about what I put because I want to make sure that I'm eloquent and I don't put stuff out of anger you know and I, and plus I don't want to be a social media gangster who just be saying some stuff and then like you know blah 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 you know these people are the worst yada yada yada. I mean because it's dumb in my opinion because when it's all said and done there's no real um punishment for that and I know I probably should be talking about this later but it just came to my head and 
you know, I don't know if y'all seen Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Have y'all seen that before? That's the one I need to see. I have not seen. Yes. Yeah, what about you, Moby? Yeah, I've seen that. So, all right, basically, um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it, AG. Not the story, but throughout the story, at the beginning of the story, you know, a whole bunch of trolls are talking crap about Jay and Silent Bob. And so, as the story goes, you know, of course, Jay is like, I wish I could go to everybody's house and beat them up. And by the end of the story, you know, they get money. So that's what they decide to do. And literally they fly to everybody's house who wrote crap about them on the internet. Hey, did you write such, such, such? And use these little kids, you know, like 11 year old kids. And they're like, yeah, I said that, so what? And then of course, Jay and Silent Bob are beating up children. There are a couple of older guys in there too, but you know, I, I feel like if it was legit like that, where if you said some questionable stuff, someone would come to your house and beat you up. People would think twice about it, about saying certain things, you know? So I just want to throw that out there before we get into our top five. And I know it's a much to do about nothing, but it just came to my mind. So. No, actually it's kind of legit. Um, there's the Jay and Silent Bob part of it. But to me, when I thought about it as you were talking, was sometimes people need to get thicker skin and understand that they've said stuff that's true about other people and is as harsh. So, no, it's not supposed to feel good when it's coming back to you. But I think you should think about yourself and what you've done and say, okay, I get that. And I'm going to grow from it because it's actually true as opposed to doing a Maria Taylor. Yeah. So there's two sides to it. And yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, it, and it's, and, it, and to me, it, it's a, it's, you know, a side order to the, the main course that we just had. So I don't think it was just random. It wasn't random at all. So I, I appreciate you saying that. Cool. Well, thank you. But it's time to get into some further business. So the top five this week, you know, uh, last week's top five was so awesome. We just had a full show about it and we talked about some other stuff, but we really talked about the top five and that was awesome. This week's top five is going to be interesting. So our top five this week are the five things we miss about 2019. Now, to be real, this was real hard for me because I mean, 2019 was okay, you know, and think about, okay, what happened in 2020 is different 2019. That was just difficult because I mean, you know, there, I guess I could, I figured out five things. It was just hard. I don't know about anybody else, but it was hard. I mean, I went real general, like generalized. I, I couldn't, I didn't think of like five specific events. I just went real generalized. <laughs> what about you, AG? Was it? I had three right off the bat, and then hey. I just had my last two because I didn't. I didn't go with events because I'm at work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and my life really. I told y'all before, my life really didn't change. But there are some things that I that is my new normal. That when I thought about what Mo put down as the top five was like. I thought six months ago I wasn't doing this. 
six months ago, I wasn't doing that or whatever, whatever it was. So the, you know, there's some things that I have that are, you know, like small, but in the course of a day, it matters, at least to me. So yeah, I have, I have five. I have five. So who wants to go first then? I'll go first. Okay, cool. So, so are we doing like, like the whole five or just we're taking turns? Yeah, go ahead and do the whole five. Okay. Well, my number five is just the old normal. Because, see, I remember life without a pandemic. I've never been through one before. And it's just like I remember like January 1st, everything was looking up. You know, you're going to lose 20 pounds. You you know, you, you, you're hating life because you know you got to go to work the next day. All the normal stuff that we think about. And then two months later, it's like I'm wondering if I'm going to have a job. I'm wondering if I'm going to catch something and bring it home to my wife and my wife be gone and, and I'm going to be a, a widower, whether I'm going to die. You know, I mean, man, it was just so many things that I didn't think about on January 1st or even like um, January 31st. You know, that old normal that is dead. I can never go back to that. Even when things calm down. It'll be a lot of years, and I'll be dead and gone by then. It'll be a lot of years before people don't think about this. Like we didn't, we didn't think about the Spanish flu, right? And so I'm sitting here going, it's a long time before people uh, forgot about that. Real talk. And we're going to be in the same spot. So my number five is the old normal. Now, number four is clear sunglasses. Man, I, I mean, not sunglasses, but lenses in general. I spend so much time especially at work because we have to wear a mask for 12 hours a day. I spend so much time gathering my mask to make sure it's just right so it doesn't fog up my glasses because I, if I can't see them, I would hurt myself. So that's a real thing. I didn't have to deal with that last year. I didn't. So I'm like, the only time my glasses fogged up is when I got out of an air-conditioned car straight into 100-degree weather. And I could always put my glasses up until they calmed down or whatever it was. It wasn't a problem. It was just now... It's an issue. It's turned to a skill. So didn't think about that last year. Not judging people. Man, people, boy, it's like when somebody look at like touches something or doesn't wash their hands long enough or whatever. I'm looking at them cricket like they did something. Man, come on, man. You're not a judging McJudgerson now, are you? <laughs> Sometimes, but see, I judge myself too because it's like you know you wash your hands for fifteen seconds. Shut. Sure. You about to get the Rona. Man. You know, it, it, never thought about these things last year. I mean, I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom, whatever this and that. After I've handled meat, whatever. But a lot of the things that I do now, a lot of the things I think when I see people now, it's different. And I'm so sorry, <laughs> but it's different. And my wife is the worst. But I can't be mad at her because I'm I'm a lesser her. We're all doing the same thing. So that's the that's the judging people, man. Looking at people crooked. Yeah, I got a problem. Number two is ears that don't hurt. Sometimes all masks aren't made equal equal, and my face is fat, and it's just like, man, it, the yanking of the ear the uh, the earrings. Sometimes if if all masks are not created equal. And it's like some of them are comfortable and some of them are not. And this week we have these 
these uh, masks that are just really uncomfortable. I hate to see them when they come out. And by the first minute I put them on, the back of my ears are raw. And it's like, good gravy. So the number one is like Moby said last week. I think it was last week. Just willy-nilly. Hey, girl, you want to go to the movies? Oh, none of that. None of that. If it ain't on Disney Plus or whatever we paying for every month, yeah, we're going to have a problem. Because I would I would pay the $22 to rent something that went straight to streaming rather than see, rather than go to a movie and risk getting the Rona. Because, like I said about the old normal, last year, I wouldn't think about none of this. I, and people probably had it. Didn't matter. Because, like, um, a thing has, the thing that uh, that has become a tradition with me is usually the new James Bond film is released on my birthday or within days, plus or minus. So that's, you know, I go to the movie, see the new James Bond, and this is going to be the last one with Daniel Craig, which in my opinion is the best James Bond to date. I'm going to just have to wait. Maybe. I'm thinking about it, and I'm surprised I'm even thinking about it, but I probably will end up waiting for it to come out on streaming. Because this stuff is serious, man. It's serious from a health standpoint. It's serious from if I get sick, you know, I'm out of work and, and I shouldn't I should qualify that because they do pay me for being out sick with this stuff. So I really can't be all that deep with it. It's kind of a vacation. But at the same time, it's serious, man. And I never thought about this stuff last year. Not any of it. New James Bond film come out, big big bucket of popcorn and some juju beans and a big old coat, whatever. I'm gonna have. I'm just do my thing. No, not anymore. Not without at least a second, third, or fourth thought whether I should do this or not. So that's my top five. What I miss about 2019. That's funny. Wow. What about you, Moby? What you got? All right. Um, it's funny. I actually have an overlap one with him, but um. Uh, all right, so first thing is, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm a fat guy. So buffets, man. Like, Man, you're not fat. Oh. Buffets, yes. man. Go to Corral. In, in, 2000, in 2019, man, I wasn't thinking about somebody maybe coughing over my food or nothing and getting, getting in the like, like, a buffet was just a place where I could go eat an obscene amount of food and, you know, and, and you know, go to sleep immediately afterwards because I ate myself into a food coma. <laughs> like... We're not gonna get into that. Bro. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna leave that alone. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I'm like I, I don't know. I don't know when I'm ever gonna feel comfortable going to a buffet again, if ever. Like I don't know how Golden Corral in business. I drove by Golden Corral the other day, and I saw people there. And just like you, I became judgmental. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Yo, man, it's them. It's them rolls, man. <laughs> It's them rolls, them rolls to make you do some crazy stuff, man. It ain't making me walk in that door. It ain't, it ain't making me do yeah, that you're crazy. Right. Maybe we can get them to go or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the same. Man, that, it, I'm with you. When you said buffet, I was like, wow. <laughs> that, I should have been on my list. That should have been on my list. All right. The next one is it's going to be weird to be talking about a work thing, but man, I miss meetings. Like, I miss like being in a room with people that I'm not just on a random conference call or webex like i just miss actually seeing the person i'm talking to like 
I would kill for a work meeting right now to just go somewhere and hear some stuff that I could have read and be complaining about how I had to drive to this meeting and how this wasn't productive. Like, I need that in my life. I totally get it. I mean, we're based on human contact. (laughs) But the idea that somebody says they miss a meeting, do you know how deep that is? You're so dumb. (laughs) Because, you know, when, when... Look, hey, when when things get back to normal a little bit, and y'all y'all start having meetings like that, I'm say, remember what you said? Oh remember yeah, yeah. Said? I'm not gonna miss it once it happens again. But right now, I, I want it. I miss that. I hear that. I hear that. Number three, it was same with you, man. Movie theaters, man. Like in 2019, when I was out looking at Marvel movies, and 2019, we were watching we were watching Endgame in the theater, man. Like I haven't been to a movie theater since 2019. It's almost two I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But with just like you, like I don't know if the movie game is the same because down this this straight the stream thing, man. We watched that new Mulan movie for like twenty dollars, and I was like, man, the price it take for me, my wife, and the kids to go to a movie plus food, man, we spent almost close to a hundred dollars. Man, it was twenty dollars yeah. to get this straight to stream. <laughs> yep. No additional charge. That's right. All right, the next thing is, like, the gym. But more importantly for me, like, basketball. Like, I know the YMCA is open, and I know they're up there playing basketball, but I can't do it. Because the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the first time I'm dribbling and somebody coughs and then the ball goes them, game over, I'm out. <laughs> what, what about the first time somebody hand check you? You should I mean, look, man, I'm be out there in them Under Armour, um, some, no, them Copper Fit gloves, man. I'm be- <laughs> oh, that's jacked up. <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> now that's a Judgey McJuffkerson right there. I'm just saying. Come on, man. Copper Fit gloves, I'll man. Be out there in the Copper Fit glove and the Copper Fit mask playing basketball. Like I don't know you guys. Wow. You know, the copper doesn't help the Rona, man. I'm just saying. Man, it's peace of mind. But Make I mean, that's why better. I can't go there because I know nothing helps it. And I can't, I can't <laughs> like do hand sanitizer every time I touch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's so many things right now. I, I don't know. There's so many things. I'm just saying, I mean, sweat flying, you, boxing people out. It's too, it's mean, too much, man. You know, too close to proximity. It really you can't is. socially distance playing basketball. You can't. You really can't. Wow. I mean, the last thing, now this is going to sound like it's a joke, but I I want y'all to hear me out before y'all just immediately think, can't nobody actually miss that. I miss it. I miss dapping people up, man. I do too. Like, and I don't miss it just like for the actual physical act of connectiveness. I miss it because when you meet a person for the first time, the way you dap that person up or the way they dap you up gives you a really good starting point for where this relationship is going to go because you know right. somebody cups it you're like okay you kind of cool somebody does the straight business handshake you're like hey you're not trying to get too close to me if somebody brings it in they probably are the same ethnic background as you as you yeah if it gets way too complicated then they're way too young for you like <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with your relationship it's complicated 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's like now it's like now I'm just like you know every time you walk up to somebody new I'm in this weird where I'm, I'm kind of wanting to give them a fist bump but I'm like that's still too close to the hands so then I'm trying to do this weird elbow thing but then I'm like I can't be six feet away from you and elbow you and the air high five just looks really awkward it's like, man like I just want to dap somebody up. I just want to walk into a room, see somebody I ain't seen in a minute, have somebody yell out, what up? And go dap them up, hug them like Bernie Mac said, pull them in, be like, show me some love. Like, I just miss all that. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. That, that You had some good ones, man. Because I, cause I think I, it was so funny the way we do it at work now is we do it sleeved forearm to sleeved forearm. And I'm always afraid somebody's gonna hit us, hit somebody the right way, and break their, <laughs> break their arm. It, it's just not. But normal, y'all not man. socially just, distancing when y'all do that, so y'all within six. And you know that is the dumb thing about it. It's like I was just all up on you fixing something, man. Now we're doing that whole. Yeah. 2019 was a beautiful year. Well, what you got, Ruben? So. I mean, I miss my freedom. Just being able to. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the whole list right there. You just said freedom. I mean, yeah. Freedom. <laughs> I mean, play a George not, Michael song. Not that I go places anyway, but it's like, you know, I, I like I miss being able to just get in my car and just go wherever I want to go without having to worry about stuff or get on a plane and fly somewhere and stuff like because I got all this vacation time I got to use and stuff like that. So I miss that. And that goes into my travel. I miss that I can't travel. Because I've been, you know, last year I went to, you know, Florida and I came back with a podcast. I mean, who knows what I'll come back with next time I go somewhere. Did they make you did they make you go through customs? You know what? As soon as he said Florida, I was I was like, I know you're gonna say something. I know you're gonna say that was good. <laughs> This before, this before they became international. They didn't come international until like April. So this is last no, year. No, dude. Hey, based on what y'all say, they've been international for a minute. Don't even worry about it. Ah, that. you know. So I miss that. I miss people. I'm such a people person, and you know, I miss, I miss hugs and stuff like that, and just the, the general. Ah oh, man, I love you, man. You know stuff like that. You know, give a dap. Dap on the back when you hug a brother, you know, stuff like that. I miss that um, because unfortunately, you know, I am a people person and this crap has killed that. I mean, literally, I went almost three months without touching another person. That sucks. Just want to put that out there. That's terrible. For me, that's is bad. Um, you know, I miss TV shows, man. Like, they did okay with having shows in the, you know, in the cut, but I missed the fact, I mean, we got lucky enough to get the boys second season, but I missed the fact we don't have, um, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier because of COVID. I missed the fact that, you know, there's a whole bunch of different TV shows that should be happening that's not because of all that. And last year we had all that and this year we don't. So that's sad to me as well. But the biggest thing I miss, and this is going to sound real crazy, I missed last year that I wasn't OCD. Like, this this COVID has made me OCD, man. I don't like that. 
I don't like it at all. I hate it with a passion. I go around my apartment and I'm just like, oh, there's a sock on the floor. Back in the day, I just walk past it and not care. <laughs> now I gotta pick it up. <laughs> Yo, man, everything you that, everything yourself, now man. has a place since COVID-19 <laughs> entered my life. Man, Ruben, you just said if it weren't for yeah, COVID-19, I'd still be worst. a slob. It is the worst. <laughs> I mean, I still be trying. I mean, I'm not a slob, but I try because I feel like when stuff is not stuff is around, like the place is being lived in. Like, honestly, I used to get crap about at my old job about my desk being in my office being like crazy but it's like i know where everything in my office is but if you make me clean this which i was made to clean it a couple times i know where nothing was and it's just i enjoy my own personal crazy and now that this covid hit i i mean the the, the ocd has taken over my mind man and i hate it like i hate it with a passion now, the positive thing about that is for somebody else who might appear in my life, that would be awesome some for internal them. Internal turmoil. But I'm going through some internal turmoil with this. I mean, because, man, like, there's certain things, like, honestly, man, like, right now, there have been days when my house is, like, spotless. And I try to keep my place clean. But, you know, back in the day, I keep it clean. But there's always something like unfinished, not like disgusting unfinished. Like there might be something on the table that, you know, I could probably put in a bag or somewhere, but I leave it there because it looks like the, the apartment's lived in. But now, I mean, there are days when my apartment looks like it's a model and you can show my apartment off to people who want to move in. That's not what I want. It's just, I don't know. I know that's crazy. I know that's so crazy, but that's, yo man. Because I know a lot of people are OCD and like serious OCD. Like, you know, if their hair is, if there's one hair that's not straight, they get in a tizzy about it. So basically what you're saying is COVID has turned you I mean, from Oscar I don't Madison know. I'm just, Felix, Felix That's Oscar. just where I'm at. <laughs> I don't consider that a bad thing. I consider it's, it's that It's turning in there, yes. It's the worst. You don't consider that worst. improvement? I mean, I consider that changing me. Now, there's some things about myself that I like. There's some things I don't like about myself, you know? And yes, I know that throughout my life, my cleaning could be better. You know, I, but you know, for the most part, I like to say within the past couple of years, my house has been at least to a point where if somebody comes over, I don't feel like I got to do the quick 15 minute spot clean. You know, however, you know, it's just like not and not saying like the underwear thing, but it's just like, I feel like, yeah, I just feel like it's too clean. I'm not going like, to disagree, dude, because I'm going to take this as a win for you. I don't know. I'm so weird. I'm so weird. I, I need some help, Mo. You got to say something to him, man. I mean, I you mean. can. I don't. And I don't understand. Fine, so it's weird. I'm weird. So you basically you basically <laughs> saying you you missed the the sloppier version of yourself. You 
You still got a choice. No, it's not that. It's like, I like having choices. Not really, man. When you when when you're OCD, you, you, when you become real OCD, because I'm not real OCD, but I can feel myself changing to real OCD. Nah, man, that's a change, man, and that's not a choice. Because you you could walk by it, but if it bothers and you, know you what? There's, that there, is there. The woman that's in your not a dreams choice, is man. listening to that's gonna like, listen I gotta to this go show, fix that. and she's gonna be like, "That's my man right there," because he clean. <laughs> No, she's gonna be like, Man, that's no, one. No, no, no. She's she gonna be, be like, that's one lesson I ain't gotta I'm, teach I'm you. Not, she's gonna be that's to my boo boo right there. What's up, boo boo? How you doing, boo boo? <laughs> Man, nah. See, see what he'll do is but it, that'll all. But it's not like when I have been in a relationship because I keep to, my stuff like, together. You I mean, have to maintain a great sense of genius to be in a relationship because you gotta realize that if you start off being OCD clean about everything you gotta be like that forever and yeah. that's not fun- can, that's not can, functional so yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, he preaches to you now buddy like like any anybody no. who is just in the infant not, stages of their relationship with their significant it's other, not functional I agree with him completely you have to lower yourself so she can love you later <laughs> <laughs> I hear that so much and I so disagree. You have you have to lower yourself just a little bit so you no, and that's man, and that's gotta, my plan. Go, that is my plan. A game no, every day. Man, no. No. Come on, man. No. First of all, first of all, when nah, man, if she wants to fix so me, that's you gotta fine. Have a, yeah, they gotta do. have a little I'm bit cool of with the get up I'm cool with it fixed. And and two, if you start yes. if you start off doing something like, hey, bro, if you if every time y'all go out on Friday yeah. night, you bring her flowers and candy, like that's the next fifty years of your life, bro. Because if you don't, it's gonna be you don't treat me like you gotta you bring flowers to. every Friday night. Well, <laughs> I, I will say this, and yes, he is preaching, and he's not wrong. But it took me a long time to get married, Preach. and it's. Whatever I did to get her is what I'm gonna do to keep her. I bring my A game every day. See, see, the, the thing it's is, you can say you bring your A game every day, but everybody intends to bring their A game every day. But the tr- <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, bringing your A game isn't possible because a A means above average, excellent. You can't be above average every day, or that's no longer above average. <laughs> Man, y'all are killing me. Hey, man, I'm trying to rock that. I'm trying to rock that C plus all day. It's trifling, bro. I'm trying to rock that C plus. If that C plus becomes your goal is to rock a C plus, man. Look, man. See, but here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. The thing is, if I'm rocking my C plus. No, because what Mo like says, you can't go to the B when because once you go to the B, B you can't yeah, go back you, to the you C. Plus, plus, baby. Nah. Don't do it, bro. Look, Don't look, do it. The key, y'all both missing it. The key, but you only go to the B on a couple de- a couple times on special occasions. Like you you can get a B, but an honor roll student isn't necessarily expected to be valid Victorian all the time. Like you ain't gotta get an A. Like you you can you can be off your game one weekend. You know what I'm saying? And nobody, nobody, you know, they go, hey, you're human. You know, it's okay. Matter of fact, sometimes it works to your advantage because it's like, hey, is everything okay? I mean, you're not, you know, you're not like yourself. 
Not wrong. Right. <laughs> I, I've gone through that myself. It, it, it something happens. It's like, I, and it was on me. And then my wife said, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah, you, you gotta milk it. Like, <laughs> it for, works. First of all, yeah. Also, guys, if you're in the infant stage, if your woman asks, "Is everything okay?" The answer can never be yes. You have to say something that's bothering you, just so you can always get that reaction. Because the, the second yeah. you say nothing's bothering you, now you're just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Now you're just being a butt. <laughs> I got because look, man, man, beat, I, I beat was me almost out. to the point it, where it, I didn't have to censor, edit this at all. Beep. You want the you want the beep? I want the beep. That. You don't want the you don't want the hip hop. You just the the the, uh, the tape stop. You don't want nah, that. Nah, man, give, give me the beat. You just want the give beat? me the beat because I want the audience to know I'm being real. <laughs> Is that what the beat means? You being real? Because that means I didn't try to censor myself. The man had to do it. Oh wait a minute! I can use my new word. I can use my new word that I learned. You you being trill. You a trill. You trill, right? I mean, did I use that I, right? Did I, I use that I right? I am. I am trying to be trill. Okay. You can't try to be trill. Either you trill or you not You're trill. Right. You're right. I, I, Man, you might I as well am, just be smart. If you can do that. You trill. Man, just wait just, a minute. Just so be what smurf. you talking about being a smurf, man? Cause smurf means anything too. No, no. no. Remember smurf. Nah, the beep. Man, stop smurfing yeah, around. Just, just Why are you smurfing? Beep, Get, I mean, I'm gonna give him the beat. Smurf means anything. I was gonna do the tape stop. The nah, tape stop is kind of dope. Don't, but don't the, turn, don't turn me into the CD from Walmart. Nah, give me the beat. Okay, I'm gonna give you the beat. <laughs> give me that Smurf fool. Man, you, blue people. Give I me don't that know. Smurf fool. It's a full time Smurf fool. You a whole. That's see, that's what I'm talking about. Smurf reference. You gotta, you gotta give him the pop. You gotta give him. You gotta give him the brainy Smurf. <laughs> yes. First of all, what? <laughs> First of all. He's still on the Smurf yeah, thing. Like, Good gravy, man. The, no, I, I mean, don't. Remember Smurf the Smurf go. episode when they became Ganache? Will, will, will it make you feel better if I say Smurf too? No, man. It's like the worst episode ever. Man, could you, could you, could you shut the Smurf? No, up? I'm talking about the Ganache joint. Wow. <laughs> the Ganache, man. Stop. <laughs> no. Yeah, shut your Smurf off. Oh, that wasn't as good. That wasn't as good as most. That was most. That was better. That was more gangster. He trill. You know, I'm gonna say that for like six months. Yeah. Right? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, why is it my fault? God. I didn't teach him that. This is your fault, bro. This is your fault. UGK did that. Cause you. No, 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 no. You or you need to take responsibility for this because I asked you. I was like, "What's trail?" He's like, "True and real." And I was like, "Oh, so you kind of did." So you basically blaming the dictionary for for the word? Like I just gave I just gave you the meaning. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna word me to death and lull me to sleep, bro. No, this is on you. No, I'm not going to fall for the Moby. No, uh uh-uh. No. You did this. No. <laughs> the Moby. Yeah, don't fall for the I don't Moby even know what, what the Smurf you talking about. Wow, there he goes again. Do you feel better now that we've used it? 
It's a thing now. I'm bringing it back. Oh my goodness. Count. I'm going to call your Gargamel yeah. and be I'm done. i every episode from here on out now. Somehow. You know what, Ruben? Take us home, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you bleep out Smurf. If I said no, I'm just joking. So, all right. Whew. Crazy day. Crazy episode. Um. So nothing, man. We talked about some heavy stuff today, what's, 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 and what I was as truthful as truthful could be. I was trill today. So I'm good. What? <laughs> I'm gonna learn some new words. God. I'm gonna learn some this new words because I still yeah. have like two or three more UGK records to listen to. Uh, Actually, she was laughing Man, in the background I'm just when saying, we was talking say about that around your wife because then she gonna make you stop doing the show about trill about everything we're talking about <laughs> about trill. <laughs> So I'm going to learn me some new words. So anyway, the bottom line is this is a great show. We talked about a lot of things that mattered to me. And after that, only thing I can say is love each other. Be safe, y'all. We'll get through it. Whatever it is, all good things must come to an end. All bad things, too. So that's what I got. Smurf Trump. Nah, I'm just that's best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moby. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> nah, man. Um, nah, I really ain't got nothing on my mind. Ain't you know? nobody smurfing I'm around. Kind of thankful that we didn't really talk too heavy into politics and you know, fun spirited show, man. You know, kind of like Ag said, man. Just you know, love each other, man, and and just realize we're literally in the quiet before the storm right now so like enjoy this piece because November and December are going to be crazy quiet storm oh sorry alright thank you so what's on my mind something very quick yo if you didn't know I love fantasy football man but when you play fantasy football, they're the highs, which I just destroyed this dude by like 60 points. And I still got two people playing on Monday night. And then the lows, I'm literally about to lose my FanDuel match by 1.40 points because Alvin Kamara can't hold on to a pass in, the, in crunch time. So I'm very very upset and I'm very happy but I love fantasy football but if you play fantasy football you know the highs and you know the lows when it's high is high and when it's low you just want to put your face in a pillow and cry especially when there's money on the line and you realize if you played this person instead of this person your life will be more happier that's all I got. It's been an awesome show. You know. Big number. You ready? Next week, episode 50. Did you think that when you started this episode one that you'd get I, to 50? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm nervous. I think it's about four weeks. Yeah. Now, and in three weeks, we'll be, no, four weeks, 
something like that. Yeah, four weeks we'll have a year. So now, I didn't think I would get this close to anything because, you know, I just I just didn't. But hey, you know, I mean, I'm excited, scared, nervous, blessed, and all that at the same time. So, my pleasure. I like thank y'all too for hanging with me with this crazy journey. Um, I like thank the people who listen to the show. Appreciate it. Right now, I'm not a fan of the Green Bay Packers, but that'll that'll be cool in seven days. Um, but other than that, I'm very happy. Hopefully, next week to deliver help deliver episode 50, and then hopefully in a month deliver episode um, one year anniversary. So, yeah, we have some big things on the horizon. Um, but this is the end of the show. Once again, thanks, thanks, Moby. And AG, um, thank you to those who listen. Um, thank you to everybody. www.fiveminutewarning.com. You know, it's got a cool baby picture of me, which I'm going to update to another baby picture of me on the anniversary show, which is the dope one. Um, the whole, I got this picture when I'm a baby. I got a horse rocking chair on my shirt. It's dope. We've talked about that before. <laughs> So that picture will go on the website in a couple weeks. But yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a bit. Peace. You can send any questions or comments to F-I-V-E Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The 5 Minute Warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. Listening to the Five Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search Five Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there.